Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I am your very humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. Today, we're going to talk about last-minute things you should do before the end of the year to set yourself up for a great 2023 and to potentially save money on taxes this year, get a bigger refund. This is something that a neurotypical was thinking about in October, and this podcast on a similar show, but for neurotypicals, probably came out in October. But I, the ADHD money master, am sending you this episode on December 19th with 11 days or so to do the thing, to make some money moves. So let that deadline inspire you to do at least one of the things that I mentioned today on this list. Number one, make sure, and this is a big one, make sure you haven't been paying too little tax on your income this year. You do not want to wind up with a big tax bill next year because you haven't been withholding enough money from your pay this year. The easiest way to make sure that this is going to happen is usually to pay the same amount that you did last year. And if you're a high income taxpayer, you can maybe pay a little bit more. And then also just keep in mind that even if you got a tax refund last year, since there's no stimulus payment in 2022 and there's less generous deductions for charitable gifts, it's possible that you may receive a smaller refund this year. So don't be too upset if your refund is a little smaller this year. Also, I recommend you go to the uh, paycheck checkup by going to the tax withholding calculator that's on the IRS's website, and I'll put that link in the show notes, and you can review the amount of tax that's been withheld from your pay. You may have time you know, to make a change to your withholding for the last pay period of the year by submitting a new W-4 form to your employer. So if you're like well behind on how much you should have been paying, you find this out, then you could change your W-4 and you could probably withhold a big extra amount from your last pay. As long as you don't absolutely need that money for cash flow reasons, you could withhold a big extra amount to help cover that, that additional tax. And if it's too late, you can send in an additional estimated tax payment directly to the IRS The deadline for fourth quarter payments is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. And I get it. I think I just said a lot of things that you probably aren't going to do, but at least you know you heard from me that you could have done it if you have a big tax bill. So we'll leave it at that. This was FYI. I say this and I'm realizing as I'm saying it that my audience isn't going to do that, but you know what I mean. Don't take offense to that. All right, what's another thing you could do? This one might be a little bit more exciting. On your last paycheck, if you have enough money to get you through with bills and stuff and your savings, go into your 401k plan and consider putting in like 50% of your next paycheck into your 401k because you're going to, one, be saving for retirement, and two, you're going to be lowering your taxable income for this year. That means that you may get a bigger refund, which is great, right? We all like that. For 401ks at work, you only have until the end of the year to do so. It's different from IRAs and Roth IRAs where you have more time that you can do you can put money into your Roth IRA or your IRA until April 15th the tax time deadline. So basically what you would do is you would go into your 401k place where you make contribution changes and you would try and ramp it up like 50% of your pay 
for just one pay period so you'd get a good chunk in there. And then after that, you'd want to make sure you remember to reduce it back to your standard or to oh, a higher amount would be great. So you can do 2023 a little bit more savings into your retirement. But to get that one paycheck in there and, you know, it's it's good. It's good in a lot of ways. So I recommend you do it. This year, did you have unexpected expenses that bothered the crap out of you? Did you have expenses that blew up the small savings you had? Did you have unexpected expenses that you had to put on a credit card? Did you? Yes, you did. So what I recommend you do is boost your emergency savings at the end of the year. Use your year-end bonus and put that money somewhere where it will not be touched by you. Separate it as best as you possibly can. Open up a joint account with your spouse or partner and tell them, do not let me touch this money. Make an emergency fund and fund it with your bonus. There's a lot of risks out there right now. You know, the economy is a little bit on rocky waters. There's layoffs going on. You want to make sure you protect yourself. So use the extra money. Use it to pad yourself and give yourself some flexibility should things go wrong. And do not use it for whatever expensive shiny new object is out there calling your name. The next thing you should do before the end of the year, because you probably haven't done your Christmas shopping. In fact, you're probably going to be doing it throughout this week, maybe even Christmas Eve on Saturday. So what you should do is plan how you're going to spend your money. Give yourself, when you go out to go do some Christmas shopping, write down how much money you're going to spend for each person that you need to buy a present for, and then stick to it. Bring in a piece of paper with you when you're shopping and just stick to it. You're going to thank yourself later because you're going to wake up in January with not a huge credit card bill, and you're going to feel good about that. It's a gift to yourself to give less to your family and friends. Do creative gifts. Do anything besides splurge on your familia. Okie dokie. <laughs> Okie dokie. The next thing you should do before the end of the year is reflect upon your spending. Reflect, reflect, reflect. How did you do in 2022? You are listening to this podcast, so part of your brain, part of you really wants to do a lot better than you did this year. Most people come to an ADHD money podcast not because they're killing it with money. It's because they know something might be off with their money. So reflect on your spending. Do the deep work. Listen to all these episodes of this podcast. Reflect upon your spending. Figure out where you could have done better, where you did do good as well. Give yourself some credit for that. And just review where are you spending too much money? Let me guess. Food, shopping, Amazon, food, DoorDash, 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 food, shopping, Amazon, DoorDash. I think those are probably the areas that you spent too much money. I'm just being honest with you. You know who you are. The next thing you should do is Make some goals for 2023. Do you have credit card debt? Make your goal to get rid of it. Do you not have an emergency fund? Make your goal to build an emergency fund. Choose one goal. If you have $20,000 of credit card debt and you're out of it by the end of next year, how great will you feel? If you have no emergency fund and no credit card debt and you have $20,000 sitting in your bank account as an emergency fund by the end of next year, how great are you going to feel? You're going to feel amazing. So figure out what goal you need to come up with. Use the order of operations for money that I have in my ebook. The link is in the show notes. The next thing you should do before the end of the year is use your FSA funds, okay? So FSA funds, otherwise known as flexible spending account, is a use it or lose it kind of thing. You don't get to keep your FSA money that you don't use. So use it. These are tax-free accounts for things like dependent child care and medical expenses, such as 
deductibles and medicines. You can contribute up to a certain limit each year through your paycheck. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So go to the FSAstore.com link in the show notes and get busy using those dollars you have. Okay. Remember, an FSA is different from an HSA. In your HSA, you don't necessarily want to use the HSA money. HSA is health savings account that is paired with a high deductible health insurance policy. So in an HSA, if you you actually don't want to use it because you can then move that money into an investment account and have your money grow tax-deferred and tax-free and tax-deductible, triple whammy on tax benefits with the HSA. So don't use the HSA, use the FSA. We talked about next year's goals, but also plan next year's savings. And what I mean by this is plan your automatic savings. Are you going to tweak your 401k contribution? Are you going to attempt to max out an IRA or a Roth IRA? Plan those savings. The next thing you should do is, well, actually, this is very much related to the last one, but if you have an HSA and you haven't maxed it out for this year, consider maxing it out for this year. So we talked about doing the 401k earlier and upping your contribution. But if you have an HSA and you haven't been maxing it out, I would recommend maxing it out for this year because you can only put in $3,650 this year. So if you've only put in $2,000, try and max it out so that you can get that extra health savings, which can be great long-term when it gets into an investment account, which I'll have to do an episode on that, but Basically, the HSA is great. It's great, great, great. So consider maxing out the HSA. Are you a business owner? If you're a business owner of a pass-through business, consider the QBI deduction eligibility rules. So a pass-through business is like a sole proprietorship, a partnership, or an S-corporation. So if you have one of these kinds of businesses, then consider the QBI deduction which is Qualified Business Income Deduction. And what the QBI, the Qualified Business Income Deduction is, it's a tax deduction that allows eligible self-employed and small business owners to deduct up to 20% of their qualified business income on their taxes. In general, total taxable income in 2022 must be under $170,000 for single filers or $340,000 for joint filers, but there are exceptions. So talk to your accountant ASAP if you think you might be able to get this. And if you haven't been getting this and you can get it, then, well, you should thank me because I just told you about it. All right, also, staying on the business owner side of things, if you have business expenses, consider if it makes sense to defer or accelerate the costs to reduce overall tax liability. For instance, if you had a really high income year this year, you could pay for expenses that are deductible now before the end of the year, instead of waiting until next year to be able to lower your taxable income this year. If you had a low income year this year, then you can defer buying those expenses till next year when you might have a higher income year and those expenses will do better for you in terms of lowering your taxable income next year. So think about that if you are a business owner. Last thing I'm going to say about things you could do before the end of the year, and this one might be a tight squeeze, but If you are in a low tax bracket this year and think your income is going to go up a lot in the future, pushing you to higher tax brackets, and you have pre-tax money at a 401k or in a traditional IRA, consider doing a Roth conversion where you convert those pre-tax dollars into after-tax dollars, pay the tax now while your tax rate is low, and have that income 
grow tax-free, you're going to get into a higher tax bracket so that when you need to tap into those dollars in retirement, you'll be in a higher tax bracket and you will be able to take that money tax-free. So the Roth conversion is a great idea. That's another thing I should have a whole episode on. So this was just a quick fire sort of things that you can think about doing before the end of the year to get yourself geared up for 2023, lower your taxes now for this year, and just set yourself up for success. Anything I said today is not specific advice on what to do. And if it's a tax-related stuff, please consult your accountant before you make any moves at all. This is just to get you thinking about potential things that you could do in the next uh, 11 or 12 days or so to set yourself up for a great next year. Guys, thank you so much for being a listener. And I'd love to wish you a very Merry Christmas, um, Happy Holidays, whatever it is that you celebrate. I am so thankful and grateful for you, my listeners, and for all of my clients that I've had this year and for everyone who supported me on this first year that's wrapping up soon of being a financial planner exclusively for the ADHD community. It's been such an honor, a blessing. I'm so happy that I kind of found my calling to help people who think like me and who have the same struggles that I have had in the past and who just want to be heard and understood at their level about their money struggles. I thank God for the opportunity he's given me to change the lives of of people that I really care about, my clients, and this has been very good for me and my family. And all I can say is I'm just truly blessed. Thank you for listening. If you're my client and you're listening, thank you so much for being a very awesome client. Um, all of my clients are awesome. It, it fills me with joy to to be able to do this. I can't say that enough. So um, I look forward to bringing you more content next year. Keep yourself going. Like, don't give up. If you're struggling with money stuff, just continue to learn about it. Continue to explore why. Continue to dig deep and figure out and understand that it doesn't have to be this way forever. Good luck to everybody. I look forward to talking to you next year.